hello hello welcome back to radically loving i'm lauren and i'm so happy that you're here welcome to episode 16 yes i'm so happy and i know i always say this but i'm so grateful for the support and the love i just really it's so important for podcasts to you know um to receive the downloads and to receive the reviews and to receive the subscriptions and you know like so this has just been really lovely to see um you know just so new (laughs) but yet so um i'm so happy with the progress um and how far we've come um since october so still very very new um and i can only imagine how we will expand from this point on thank you guys again for your support in this episode we have beautiful naya banstra naya is an incredible badass business owner business coach wife mother and sales expert i have to just say like this conversation was so vulnerable and naya just really is so true to herself in every essence and every uh, aspect of herself. Um, she just radiates so authentically and her integrity is so on point and you feel that, you see that so clearly on her Instagram. If you do not follow her, her Instagram is nayabird underscore, which is N-A-Y-A-B-I-R-D underscore. And that is the place where you can find her. I also will have it in the show notes if you forget. Um, But yeah, she, yeah, you just feel her heart so deeply in this episode on her Instagram and you can feel her passion. And we talk a little bit about her like, wildness of her inner child and we also discuss how similar we are in the aspect of like a hopeless romantic like I so resonate with her like just especially when I was younger just being like oh (laughs) woo me just a little bit um dramatic but also just like yeah just so in the heart and just like wanting to be like in those like emotions like deeply emotional beings so wow yeah this episode was so fun i have to say um the the call dropped out the zoom call dropped out so she called me and we recorded it on the zoom so my voice at the very end the very very last bit is a little louder and she sounds like she's on a phone um so that is why so when you hear like switch over just know that's that's what's going on um but yeah, I'm so lucky to have had this discussion with beautiful Nea. And yeah, I just, I so want you guys to support her. Um, there's just something really powerful in these expanders that we can create. These not even, not role models, but these people that are living expressions of dreams or desires or um ways of living that you want to be living (laughs) um and naya is definitely one of those for me as a mother as a very radiant authentic self like 
very upfront on Instagram. That's something I like deeply, you know, especially when I become a mom, I want to show like, you know, all of the, all of the pieces, um, the highs and the lows. So yeah, she has been, I'm so, I've been following her for quite some time now and I can honestly tell you she's inspired me a whole lot and I know she inspires so many and so please go support her go follow her and maybe feel the call um to be coached by her her coaching is unparalleled um especially when it comes to the water business that she is in and we are in my husband and I uh, it just, we are not like fully in it. We, we have so many passions, so it's really hard, um, to really dive into that one more specifically, but we are so blessed to have this water. And if you are to have someone, Naya is your girl. Um, even if you are already a distributor or you want to be, um, just being in her essence to be inspired and to really up level um, your ability to make the life you want happen. Um, that's really like ultimately what it comes down to. And it becomes even less about the water. You know, it's really about doing what you need to do, have to do, want to do in order to pursue and make your dreams, your goals, your ultimate desires and intentions true and we talk about our connection with god her connection with god and it's it's really you can tell that it is such an important part of her life and obviously i probably have a different connection to god and that is the most beautiful part of all of this is we all are meant to have our own version our own connection and Yeah, I just loved hearing her perspective about her connection because it's just really special to know and to be lit up by people who are living intentionally and driven by something higher than themselves um, and really knowing that we are so carried and fully supported by God, by spirit, by universe. So, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Oh, I also have to say, (laughs) shout out to my typo, but I do have it in the show notes from my last episode. I forgot I didn't um, catch it initially. I accidentally gave you the wrong uh, spelling (laughs) for my discount code. So it was in the show notes correct in the last one. Um, But if you typed it in and it was wrong, if it came out like it didn't work, um, that's because the spelling I told you was wrong. So (laughs) you're going to hear it again um, a little. You're going to hear the sponsor clip as well in this one. Um, So just ignore the spelling of how I spelled Moonchild. It's just like my brain was done working at it forgot the eye so let me tell you right now to get your discounts with hearthstone collective you can get 15 percent off with the code m-o-o-n-c-h-i-l-d-15 moonchild 15 all right guys enjoy this episode enjoy your discounts and yeah have a beautiful beautiful day thank you for your support love you
Hi guys, I have a very sweet friend on here, a beautiful, beautiful soul, a radiant, radiant being that I am just so grateful to have in front of me right now and to just yeah share her magic with you guys. Beautiful Naya, welcome, welcome. Hey, it's actually Naya. Like Naya. A whole- <laughs> yes, of course, a different way, of course. Of course, it's <laughs> like, I hope this is right. Yeah, Naya. That's my adopted second name. I get called that all the time. I'll literally shake people's hand and be like, hi, I'm Naya. And then they'll repeat back to me. They haven't even let go of my hand yet. And they'll go, Naya? And I'm <laughs> like, no, I just said it. Um, so I'm, I'm totally used to being called both, but. Yes. Well, yes, now I know Naya. Beautiful. Yes, thank you for being here. Thank you for allowing me to just share your magic you are so inspiring and I you're automatically you were one of the first people that I thought of when I initially started looking and just looking into who I wanted to have on the podcast really sitting with the vision and everything and you're just a radiant version of radically loving in pretty much like all you do I feel like you know this isn't to like you know like say anything that you like are perfect or anything like no one's perfect but I just feel like you move through things really gracefully and you share when you're not and it's it's just all like just so raw and beautiful and yeah you're just a gorgeous mom wife and badass badass businesswoman business owner so yeah I'm just so happy to hear have you here wow Thank you so much. My love language is words of affirmation. So I'm just sitting here like, oh, yes. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I try, definitely try my best to keep it real with people, especially when you work in social media. It's so easy to get wrapped up in the the grid life, you know, the highlights. And it's such a cliche saying like Instagram isn't, you know, it's just the highlight reel, you know, and it's not the behind the scenes. And I, though that's so cringy and like overdone, it's true. And by no means do I share everything of my life on my social media. Um, but yeah, taking that intention of like understanding that there's a lot of beauty in going through the waves of life and um embracing the lows knowing that there's a high coming again and sharing that with people who whether they relate on like a logistic sense or just an emotional sense it builds connection and it helps people feel less alone so taking that comparison out of it because um I kind of got sick of the comments not that okay that's not right I didn't get sick of the comments I got convicted from the comments of like oh you're just living your best life like those kind of comments over and over again and though it's like true I didn't like the facade it was painting. And so I just got really intentional with sharing um, the gross stuff too, really. The stuff that felt gross to me, but um, with a heart of unity, you know, having it be an impact and not, I think there's a way to share on social media that's when you're being vulnerable and sharing the hard things, if you're not in the right space, it can be trying to get your needs met in a way that's not effective. Um, And that was a balance I had to learn as I like, you know, grew up when I was like 18, I was definitely the girl that was like, posting pictures of me crying, like, 
I just wish that something could change. Like the dramatic, like pick monkey edit with like the, the vignette background and like the over contrast, like that was me, <laughs> like extra in every way. Um, but yeah, just a lot of internal heart work and everything. That's not really what we're talking about, I guess, but I guess that's what we're talking about because that's something I'm, I'm really highlighting towards in this season the past year probably and it's so so felt it's so felt in your in your stories and just everything that you post and share it it, that's exactly what I feel I feel like you are just even if like in each day I feel like you you stand in whatever is authentic for you in that moment and it's it's really beautiful to have those reflections instead of just only seeing the positive and the perfect. So thank you for that. Thank you. So how is your heart today? Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I haven't done this check-in today yet, so we're going to go through it together, I guess. (laughs) I am in a really... Sorry, I'm at a coffee shop, so Um, I'm in a really, grounded isn't the word, just because I feel a lot of fluidity with how I'm, where I'm at right now today. Um, I guess to paint a picture, I feel like a daisy (laughs) that's like fully bloomed with like roots and just like swaying in the wind and that's a beautiful whimsical image but it's also a little cringy (laughs) um but yeah I feel I feel bright and um yeah fluid but still rooted but yesterday I'm coming out of the low so the first day out of the low it's like the greens are greener the reds are redder the music is sweeter um so yeah, today is a, a beautiful day. So I'm really happy to be in this space to be able to share about that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. We love your heart. So before we dive into what you're doing and what you're sharing with the world, we I really love to get into um, the just <laughs> the deeper heart spaces and like that inner connection that we have within ourselves and more specifically our inner child and who you were when you were younger and who your inner child was and just all the things. (laughs) Okay. So who I was when I was younger, can you ask a specific, because I could literally babble. So just give me a starting point. So just when you think about your inner child, like how she acted and, what she loved to do and, you know, all of those things, what comes to mind? I, the image that comes to mind every time I think about my inner child, or if I like go to my inner child is one of two locations. And I'm doing like one of very similar things, but I'm always outside. I'm either in um, the woods where like the pine trees grow in like lines. Like there's like a very specific atmosphere of the woods um that represents like my my grandparents house and like 
that sense of home and like welcoming. And I'm just like running through the trees, like back and forth, zigging and zagging. And I'm always in like a light colored dress. Um, and I had like really blonde hair and it was always really short and it was just like crazy and just wild. Um, or so, this was not intentionally planned, but the second place is in a, like a field of daisies, just laying in like the same kind of like crazy hair and like dress barefoot, always barefoot. Um, and yeah, rolling like down hills and playing in the grass. I, that wildness I think has always been a part of me. And there's also always been this struggle with having that romantic side of who I am, that like the big feelings and wanting that like cinematic moment and you know looking out the window when it's raining on a road trip and like thinking about taylor swift songs and like fogging up the window and drawing a heart like <laughs> with melancholy like those kind of moments um have always been so like dear to my heart and what i've always craved but growing up in society real life where things you know that deep theatric romance doesn't really always happen hardly ever happens um and feeling misunderstood having that version of myself kind of like compressed down kind of like um like sand like wet sand like you press on it and it just gets really condensed and then more sand can like build on top that's kind of what it's always felt like and um being told like you're too sensitive um you know your feelings are too much and kind of that internal conflict of wanting to be myself, but feeling guilty for being myself um, and feeling really unseen and misunderstood. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, it's, it's really wild because, yeah, this piece of us is so integral and or it like can be so integral and such a big part of us. Yet we have all these moments in our lives where it could have been, you know, suppressed or challenged or, you know, not accepted in so many ways due to conditioning society, all of these things. And so is there a more, maybe a more specific time or any stories that you have when you did feel maybe not as connected to this wild and maybe like more like dreamy, like hopeless romantic kind of energy? I totally like feel you there. I'm like, Fully that energy too. <laughs> yeah, it's very like Anne of Green Gables, right? Like the, the spunky wildling. Um, I think when I got married, honestly, and specific instances, it's hard to come up with them right now. Um, but when you, when I got married, like all of that expectation of what romance was and those big moments and um, being married to a man who is very black and white, like, we balance each other quite well, but it took us a while to find that balance. It was like butting heads for a while. Um, that's when I felt like the most lost, honestly. And there was the, the struggle of like, getting married and feeling like, okay, we're one. And that like, literally like your, your souls are bound. 
but then feeling like so not like I wasn't even bringing my whole self. Um, so I think that was like a huge one in regards to like younger times. <laughs> I grew up in a family of five kids and I was the fourth youngest, um, very, you know, just wanting that attention, wanting, you know, to be nurtured, have that part of my heart be nurtured and encouraged. And instead I was getting my feelings hurt by my older siblings, leaving me out and like all of those types of little moments. And I remember one time my dad who, God bless his soul, he is amazing. He was amazing. He passed away when I was 17, but he sat me down. And I remember he was like trying so hard to like be with me in it because I was just so worked up. My sisters had left me to go do something without me when they said they would take me. And then I went to go play with my brother and his my cousin and they were throwing mud at me. And I just felt like the outcast, misunderstood, all of that heart stuff. And I was delirious basically. And he could not understand why it affected me so much. And I was probably seven or eight. And he sat me down and I remember he made me a cup of coffee. <laughs> which I'm like, my, he didn't know what to do. Like, he was just like, okay, let's just have a cup of coffee. Um, and he was just asking me questions. And then I through my like snot and my tears and my blubbering. I was like, I just, nobody wants me. I can't like, I can't be me. I'm too much. And my little eight year old vocabulary, you know, and he was like, okay, well, okay, trying to absorb it all and walk me through it. And in that moment, I kind of had this realization, like I, people don't understand and that's where it comes from. It's like that under, that pe way to relate to me is missing. So it's not necessarily like a rejection. It's just an inability to even like meet me there. Um, and then I started pursuing ways to find people who, were like me and were, were fun and like brought out that wildling that I felt so suppressed from. And I actually met one of my best friends ever, sister basically of mine, friends for life type situation. And that like, you'd be surprised how one relationship like that can just nurture that part of you so deeply that it just thrives. Like years of suppress, suppress, suppress. And then you find that relationship and it's like overnight, you feel like refreshed and alive. Wow. I had full body chills when you said that because it's, yeah. When we can feel so seen in exactly who we are, when we can find people, places, communities where we can just be so expressed in our authenticity, there's nothing like it. And it's truly what we're, meant to be doing it's meant well we're here to be with our soul family those people that just like light us up and make us be even more of ourselves that's amazing yeah and i i realize you know family is incredible and you know that's your family for life and i think that there's also the aspect of like blood isn't always thicker than water you know, family can be just as toxic as a friendship can be. And um, that's not, I love my family and I have a great relationship with my family, but just that aspect of putting so much pressure of like in your identity within your family, if you don't feel like that's actually your 
your heart's home um, fully. I felt really guilty about investing my heart in friendships more than I was with my family um, and finding that balance. But I think it's like, like you just like you said, like your soul fam and knowing when to invest that energy elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for sharing those times in your life and sharing like the light that came from it. I would love to know how you connect to your inner child these days and yeah, what lights her up now. Um, I, it looks different as a mom and, you know, finding time and having two businesses now online, you know, all the excuses, but it's usually quick and intentional because I learned it doesn't have to look like anything. I thought that like it had to look like this big experience with candles and music and, you know, the to really matter. And then I wouldn't even try because I was like, it's not, it's not going to work for me. Um, but then once I realized, you know, it's the experience isn't in the external, it's like in the internal, which is kind of like, duh, <laughs> it seems like a no brainer. It's just these quick little moments, like before I'm getting into the shower or after I'm in the shower and I have like a couple minutes where I can just pause and be intentional. Um, often that looks like sitting on the toilet with the seat down, don't be weird about it. Um, and just turning all the lights off. My bathroom doesn't have any windows. So turning all the lights off and just like closing my eyes and breathing and it's it's always those two places i come back to those two places and sometimes um and typically the question i'll ask is like what do you need like what like how can i see you and always end up crying that's why it's really good to do it before the shower because <laughs> you can get in the shower and wash all of the tears off your face but um yeah right before or after the shower with the lights off really big intentional breaths and just like laying with or playing with or crying with whatever it is um that's going on because sometimes it's you know sometimes my inner child's really like thriving and like happy and you know running through the trees and other times she's sitting in the pine needles like crying so it just depends and Sometimes I come out looking super disheveled and my husband's really concerned, but <laughs> I think he's understanding at this point, like what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. It's really powerful when we can give ourselves also that, that opposite, that, that polarity aspect of the inner child. Like when does your inner child need to scream and when does your inner child need to like be crying, like just bawling and just releasing um, because there's so much stored in our body and we can get stuck in like the positives of, you know, playing and, you know, like the beautiful, like light, but it's all beautiful, like the dark too. And it's all necessary. So I love that. It's so yeah. And growing up in the church, I like, I have a very intimate relationship with God and a spiritual relationship with God. And that has looked different than, you know, typical um, 
Christianity, very religious Christianity. It's a very, it's much more emotional and relationship type of connection. And with that type of like connection with God in those moments too, often it's not just me and my inner child. It's like God or Jesus or the Holy Spirit, like are there in that moment with us. And that just like, it releases so much because it takes the pressure off of having to achieve something in that moment um, for me personally. And knowing that what, you know, God says or whatever facet of the Trinity is there, whatever God says about me or my inner child or whatever, that is truth. And that is so um, because you can know it here all you want, but knowing it in your soul is different and takes a different type of hmm, knowing, I guess. But and there are times when I go back to times, you know, where I felt really abandoned and I like, I go back to those moments and, you know, I, I ask God, like, where were you in this? And almost every single time, like I'm broken on the floor or, you know, wherever I am in those situations and like he is wrapped around me like every single time. And so then I just sit there and I like I'm experiencing it again for the truth of what it was, which is extremely healing and very emotional. I'm getting a little choked up right now to even just thinking about it, but having that relationship um, with God and that spiritual connection with the Holy Spirit has radically changed my my healing journey 100 percent it's always there that that healing presence just holding always in all the moments yeah it really it makes you just completely so grateful for those moments because you were never alone and you're always held yeah so beautiful so now that we've gotten to know this inner version of you and sort of the walks that you've been through at least in a little bit of an extent um what are you sharing and really you know we change from day to day but who are you today and what are you sharing with the world I think today light I think that's the charge for my life is light um in just a way that, you know, it's not, it's meant to just get rid of darkness. It's not meant to discredit the darkness, you know, just a way to illuminate and broaden perspective. Like right when I walked in, I'm at a coffee shop right now, like I mentioned, and right when I walked in, someone that I know not that well, just met once I was like, Hey, how are you doing? And she just like started t- telling me about so much in her, her life that I necessarily didn't, wasn't asking for. But in that moment, I was, I felt very strongly like that Daisy feeling I'm having today is very aligned with what I experienced in that moment of just like, sometimes people just need like a little bit of a lean that they can count on, you know? And people can sense when you have that, 
they can like just intuitively sense it. And I've done it before with people too. I'll walk away from conversation. And I'll be like, why did I just do, why did I just spill my guts? <laughs> um, but yeah, today I think it's just like a simpleness and yeah, I use the word f- fluid, like fluidity and just being flexible and I feel like it's a very giving place today. Um, some days it's more of like, okay, I need to just like come inside and, you know, nurture and t- t- tend to me. And other days it's like, okay, I think I'm good. Like we're, we're chilling. Let's do, let's just like take a step out on the front porch and just see who comes by. <laughs> That's very much what I'm feeling for today. And what are you like, putting out into the world right now or like what is your intention with what you do and all that you're sharing hmm yeah so are you referring to like my business and kind of how I share online yeah whatever you feel (laughs) comes to your heart just whatever you feel like yeah so I have a coaching program that I am opening for online entrepreneurs and heavily leaning towards network marketers who don't feel like they have support, um, (laughs) mini plug, but the intention behind it is for the people who, you know, they want to show up and they're there, but they just feel abandoned. You know, they don't feel covered and they don't feel seen. Um, And so that's like when I get on my calls with people and when I share about my business and my coaching, whenever I'm, you know, sharing online, the whole point is like unity and connection and wanting people to know, like, not that you're not alone, not only that, but like, I see you, even if I don't know your story, like, just know that I'm with you in it, even if we don't talk. Um, and with my coaching, like that's a huge part of it. There's such a power to just have, knowing that you have someone who cares about you and wanting you to succeed um, and having that feeling of, you know, if your upline in your business isn't present in their own business or, you know, giving you the intention that you thought they would be giving or that's hurtful, um, especially when you're so passionate about what you're doing. And there's so many parallels that I see with that and my experience with my inner child, you know, that abandonment of like, okay, I'm ready. Like I'm hungry, let's do it. And then it's like, you know, either they're gone completely, not even there, or they just aren't there in the ways that you need and you feel really unsupported and unseen. So um, my experience and my growth and everything through all of my pain and emotional process and inner child work and everything directly affects how I walk through my businesses because, you know, if you're in business, you have to have a good, you have to be a good person. You don't have to be, I guess I shouldn't say that. There are a lot of people who have businesses that aren't. Um, But if you want to impact people, actually impact people, then you have to be a good person and you have to have a reason that's bigger than just like, oh yeah, I'm getting paychecks coming in. Woohoo. Like, obviously we do it as a job to get by because we need money to survive, but there has to be a lasting impact for it to really, really change people's lives. 
Absolutely. It's, it's really this new wave of leadership that the earth is like, like crying out for like more leaders that are leading from their heart in a compassionate manner and really being a really loving, supportive and like stable and grounded leader that can just like lift you up, empower you and like, let you do your thing, you know, give you the tools to do all the things. And then like, you know, let you do it. Yeah, totally. Just a quick pause and love for our sponsor, Hearthstone Collective. I have been supplementing and actively using their products for a little over a month now, and I've got to tell you, I am obsessed. Hearthstone Collective is a microdosing company on a mission to help others with plant and mushroom formulas. They have products ranging from tinctures, microdosing capsules, and ceremonial grade matcha powder. I have seriously been loving the mushroom nootropic tincture and the mushroom immunity. The mushroom nootropic helps support new brain cells, brain health, mental clarity, learning ability, and memory. Made with organic lion's mane, organic reishi, organic chaga, organic cordyceps, niacin, spring water, and organic cane alcohol. This has been incredibly helpful for my workflow days, allowing me to be more mindful and ready for all that's to be done. The mushroom immunity supports immune defense, physical resilience, gut, energy, and vitality. I've noticed a huge difference in my energy levels as well as even better regularity since taking this tincture under the tongue. And you can also mix them in your favorite drink. The immunity tincture is made with spring water, organic cane alcohol, organic reishi, organic lion's mane, organic cordyceps, organic chaga, organic turkey tail, organic maitake, organic shiitake, quercetin, and vitamin C. If you are looking for more of a ceremonial experience or just a little uplift in your day, their microdosing kit contains both these tinctures as well as their play kana capsules for joy and bliss. This non-psychoactive plant medicine is known to improve happiness, open the heart, increase empathy, and help cope with daily stresses. Kana is a South African shrub that is known for these benefits and contains organic lion's mane, rhodiola, theobromine, vitamin B1, vitamin B2, B3, B5, B6, B7, B9, and B12 as well. Hearthstone Collective is giving the listeners of Radically Loving 15% off their products and kits. So not only do you receive this discount, but a portion of the proceeds from your support goes to Archangel Ancient Tree Archive, giving back to our mama earth. One of my favorite things is to share soulful businesses and soulful clean products with you guys. And this is absolutely a company, ahem, shall I say, actually a community that is doing exactly that. I'm so excited for you guys to try this beautiful medicine and share your experience with us. Use the code MOONCHILD15, that's M-O-O-N-C-H-L-D-15, to get your 15% off everything at hearthstonecollective.com. Links are in the show description. Enjoy. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing. I'm just so excited for everything you're doing, and I, yeah, you're just magnetizing, and yeah, very, very much, I feel like I'm, I'm a numerologist, so I feel like you have a lot of eight energy, like the eight, like just compassionate leader. Like it's just, it's so beautiful to watch. So 
Are there any, before we dive into the rapid fire, are there any specific times in your life that stick out as the most impactful? This can be any type of experience. This does feel like rapid fire already. Like, I'm like, these are really good questions. And I need people asking me these questions because I just get in my cycle, you know, my, okay, how are you doing? But like new questions, I'm, it's making me think more. Um, can you repeat the question? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Is there a specific time in your life or multiple that like, or is there one specific time that sticks out as like the most impactful, like something that like really just is in your head? But, yeah. Um, positive or negative? <laughs> um, it, whatever comes like first thing that pops up, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, the first thing that pops up is really sad. Um, so, man, my father was pretty much sick my whole life and just slowly got sicker um, and in and out of hospital stays. And the last, it was normal at a certain point, you know, that he was in it. Like it was, oh, dad's going to the hospital. Okay. Mom, are you coming home tonight? Nope. Where they're keeping him here. Like it was just like, okay. Um, not only did that instill this sense of like, I have to take care of myself and not only myself and my brother as well. Um, but it was just like, I, I was oblivious to the fact that he was really sick. And the last time he was in the hospital, he was in the ICU for three months and a couple days. And, um, it got to the point where he was dying. He was no longer living and um they kept basically resuscitating him but it half an hour later 20 minutes later hour later he would flatline again and they kept doing this and they did I think they did it seven times and they called my whole family which you know we were there for three months so my whole family was there all my siblings my nieces my nephews my grandparents his my dad's sisters and brothers they called us into this big room that was like full of chairs and just so ominous. And they basically said like, we're uncomfortable doing this. Like, um, obviously they can't choose to, but we recommend that, you know, you just let him go. That was the gist. You know, I mean, it's all foggy. And I remember looking at my mom and watching her make that decision and my heart broke for her in that moment. And she just like nodded her head yes. And then everyone got up and left the room. And it was just like, so like formal and professional and like, so strange. And I was 17 at the time. So I was just like, wait, what? Like my dad's dying. Like up until this point, I literally was like, he's gonna walk out of the hospital. You know, that sense of denial and that, um, just seeing him sick for so long and him always leaving the hospitals. So in that moment, it was like, whoa, okay, wait, wait, wait. And I remember standing at the foot of this, his bed and I cannot even explain to you how atrocious the tubes and the, yeah, he had like a tracheotomy and um, kidney dialysis machine and um I can't remember the words, all the words of everything, but his lungs were being pumped by a machine and like all the things he was literally 
on like if it was life support he had it <laughs> and I remember I was standing at the foot of his bed and we had worship music playing and my grandpa was there my grandpa's also a pastor and you know he was just we were all just there like we weren't praying for healing anymore we weren't praying for you know anything we were just there and there was a curtain drawn on the side of my dad's bed between the door and his bed and I'm at the foot so I can see the door and I can see like both sides of the room and I remember I remember standing at the foot of his bed and him flatlining and my mom grabbing his hand and I looked over my uncles were on the other side of the the curtain my aunt walked in and one of my uncles just looked at her and shook her shook his head no and she dropped to the floor this is very heavy <laughs> and it was like these moments that i was picking up on like watching people around me realize you know, experience what was happening when I didn't feel like I was experiencing it. it was so surreal. And then afterwards, my sister and I for about three hours just sat with my dad. Just sitting there like nothing had just happened. So <laughs> to answer your question in a very emotional and deep way, that was the first thing that came to mind. Um, there's a lot of really powerful image memories that I've accumulated through all the years of him being sick. Um, probably too many, more than any 17-year-old girl should have with her father being sick and dying but for so long for so long I held on to that grief and that trauma and that pain as a part of me and who I was and I, I used it as an excuse for behaviors that I had coming out of pain you know like oh my I, my dad died like it's that's why and I can't change the fact that he died so I can just keep being doing whatever it is like it might not even have been a big deal but just the way I interacted in relationships or whatever it is um and then I realized like that you know that pain it's not a part of you and that was a huge thing I don't know if you know the Enneagram but I'm a four and so like that I like being an individual and like standing out and feeling special like having my pain made me feel special. Like it was part of, it was like, it made me me. It made me, um, it made people feel bad for me, which was a way to get, you know, feel spe quote unquote special. And as I've matured and I've gone through my healing journey, it's, I realized like I, that pain does not serve me. 
and I've, I've, I can feel it. Obviously I still feel it. Um, but it does not define me and it's not meant to be held onto. It's like wearing like 70 coats in the Sahara, like over time you got to take them off. And that doesn't mean like you have to like get them forever. You can still have them there to like, it's still, it is still a part of your story, but it's not a part of like you as a person. And that was something that um, was a really liberating realization. And yeah, like I said, it doesn't mean that you don't feel it. It's still very real and it's like visceral. And I can like smell the like the hand sanitizer that the nurses would use and I can hear the sounds and I can I can be there and still feel it and be heartbroken, but it doesn't affect me in the ways that I was letting it before. Wow. Hmm. Thank you for sharing that. I know that that is a yeah, very painful place to go back but what a a powerful lesson and impact that it has brought into your life now and as we know that like he is absolutely beside you like in every moment right now <laughs> like just holding you as well and just like just this feeling of like gosh yeah I'm just I'm so grateful for you sharing that because there's so many people that are experiencing grief and loss, even if it was years ago or whenever it happened. And I think that there's a lot of people that could like really like sit in it for so long and like let it become them and consume them and really let them take, let it take them like somewhere really dark place. But yeah, I think that you were able to like see the light of it and yeah, he's guiding you and taking you out into some, into a really beautiful, gorgeous version of this story, you know? Yeah, it definitely was not like that for almost a decade. Like <laughs> it was ugly for a while. Um, and it, it did not make me a better person or it didn't bring me to this beautiful place, but it's, you know, choosing the journey and understanding that. Yeah, you, there's just so much power that we have within ourselves, like over what we, how we experience things and the way we hold ourselves. And I just felt victim to it for so long. And it wasn't until like I found that empowerment that things, you know, started shifting. And you get to you know, take his story and like, carry him and really like live your life like in like homage in like memoriam, like, like live for him, which is so powerful. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. So if you have the time, rapid fire, doesn't have to be fast, but it can be fast. <laughs> what lights you up? Oh my gosh, play, just play. I was just talking to my husband about this. Anything play. Um, I love creating and I love creating with people. So like 
making reels. I know it's like so like millennial of me, but like I love making reels. I think collabing with people making reels like in the moment are so fun. I've always loved like putting on skits with my sister when I was little and um, just play, just being. Oh, I also really love, I don't know if this is the same thing as lighting me up. I feel like it's an answer that I would have, but skinny dipping, I freaking like skinny dipping at night. Oh my gosh. If you've never done it, do it because it is the most like you're just like a baby in the womb again (laughs) it's just so pure and freeing um yeah basically anything that is like that wildling you know just like fun and play and um traveling like a, a spontaneous trip and um and I also, another thing that's a little different pace, like what really lights me up is sitting with a really good friend who knows you super well, like better than maybe you even know yourself and just talking to them through a process that you're having and just feeling that sense of like oneness almost. That's another like, it's a different speed, but there's a lot of things that light me up and they're all pretty much surrounded around being like free and fun and wild. What are your favorite daily practices? If, if we could have the perfect (laughs) day and everything, what would you do? I would wake up. So in Hawaii, I lived in Hawaii for six years and we plan on moving back eventually, but uh, waking up, like super early sunrise, going to the beach, going in the water, starting my day, laying in the sand, um, no phone, no baby, no husband, just me, um, no towel, just literally me there. And then getting a cup of coffee and seeing some friends and just saying hi, and then taking my coffee and going and sitting somewhere outside I have specific places on Maui that I know I would go to, but um, going to like a special place in my heart outside, always outside. It's like my, I love being outside and journaling or um, even FaceTiming a friend, like connecting. Um, Yeah, I, it's hard. It's crazy because I haven't thought about this in so long because, you know, as a mom and like you just get caught up in what your routine is. So thinking about like, okay, what would your routine be? Um, yeah, I guess I'll start there because it's always outside, basically spending my whole day outside if I can. Same, literally the same. What are you reading lately? the Bible. (laughs) And I'm going to start Atomic Habits. I, I'm not much of like a reader, but I do like audiobooks because I just, I'm pretty sure I have dyslexia. I'm not quite sure, but pretty sure. Um, So Atomic Habits is the next on my list. I just read, um, what's it called? Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That's a really good one. Um, I'm always down for book recs because I don't know very many. (laughs) 
Yes. We, I'm always taking them because I love hearing what people are reading and I love also taking book recs. So I'm like, what are you reading? I'm like, okay, add it to my list. Yeah. <laughs> what are, what, if you know your sun, moon and rising? I have no idea. I think you've told me before. People tell me I'm, I mean, you know, your main sign. Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's very I don't know what that means, but yeah. <laughs> for like one, I think Sagittarius is like really magical, like really impactful people, but there's a lot of fire. I also like when I meet a lot of Sagittarius, I feel a lot of rounded energy from them, even though they are a fire sign. I don't know. There's a lot of that. It's it's good. We love we love Sag. <laughs> well, I'm I'm happy to be of service. Do you know your life path number? This is numerology. No. Similar to Enneagram. <laughs> I know like the Enneagram and the Myers-Briggs and that's about it. And I know that I'm a Sagittarius. Well, I would love to let you know your life path. We'll have to add it to the beginning because it's just so special. It's very similar to Enneagram. Um, I feel like you sent me something like that. like. A while ago, you asked for like my name or my birthday and all of that stuff. So, yeah, life path is for birthday. So, that one's a pretty quick calculation, honestly. If you don't, do you know your human design by chance? That's a less, lesser. Uh, yes, yes. Um, manifesting generator, is that? Yeah. Yes. I love that. That's so fitting, too. I feel like. You're very magnetic and also like a little bit of an energizer bunny. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The, I have my numerology soul chart. Is that what? Yes. And then the life path number. Can you see that one? Where is the life path number on it? It's in like the, there's like a little oh. table. Um, so you gave me one for my maiden name. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's me. And then Tova and then my husband. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, I, my life path number is a three. Oh, the creative and very expressive. Yes, I love that. What color most represents you today? Yellow. Beautiful. What's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear radically loving? Oh. <laughs> Well, this, I don't know if this is a good thing, but painful. <laughs> like, it's hard to get there and takes a lot of work and feeling a lot of pain. I, I was just talking to another awesome, lovely woman, and she was, I was just sharing, I was like, I just love hearing everyone's responses because it doesn't have to be positive. It doesn't have to be anything. It's like, literally, I love hearing what everyone, what it brings up for you because that's what I want to hear. I want to hear what it like invokes and yeah, that's great. Yeah. I tend to lead, lean very sad. <laughs> that melancholy. Have you guys, have you seen Megamind? Yes. <laughs> I know how to say melancholy. It was just a quote anyway. <laughs> so what's in the realm of possibilities for the next six months? Obviously there's so much that can happen, but like any goals, intentions, anything that you have planned and what can we expect from you? 
<laughs> six month goal is well multiple so yeah i'll start with my husband he will be tattooing full-time taking full clients um i will have these are all like logistic goals but i'll have my coaching program fully up and running and have you know several clients and have my first hire for my staff um probably an assistant personal assistant maybe another coach to work within my program um and i will be 6a two i'm thinking yes. six months six a two in my business i'll rank up i'm um less than 20 sales away from 6a right now and um it's it's time wow yes that's amazing and i'm so excited for everything that's coming your way and the magic that you're creating and yeah you're just such a light for so many you're truly making a huge impact i i truly see it and with everyone you touch um and everyone who gets to watch and follow you um so where can people follow you and support your journey instagram is my main source right now my business account is at nayabird n-a-y-a-b-i-r-d with an underscore at the end um you can also really really dive into the comments on my reels man there's some good ones in there and i love seeing all the laughing emojis that really fuels my fire <laughs> yes oh well i'm so happy that you were on and thank you thank you for having this conversation with me thank you for going being so vulnerable and yeah just sharing your heart with all of us yeah thank you so much for having me this was super fun and um i'm probably gonna go and journal and cry some more because this was just cracked the eggshell oh well i love you <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening and go please support and follow beautiful naya we are so so happy that you guys listened thank you thank you love you guys